Welcome to Miles and Smiles. I'm your host, Julie Hatch. Together, we'll embark on a journey of love, service, and discovery as I share our adventures from the True Love Tour. You can check out photos and our blog on our website, thetruelovetour.com. I invite you to follow us on The True Love Tour at Share Love on Facebook. Stay tuned as I give you an up-close and personal view of our journey through stories, thoughts, and experiences. Welcome back. I wanted to first start off by sharing with you about what inspired this podcast and the changes that I've made to it. Those of you who've been following me for a while know that I started a podcast called Shaping Lives with Julie when I was health coaching. Since that time, I have switched gears and came into a new vision, new goals, and really an overhaul in my life, which is very exciting, but also simultaneously terrifying. (laughs) What happened is I was invited to speak at a True Love Skincare retreat back in, it was either the end of June or July of this year, 2019. And while I was there listening to the founders, Jennifer and Chris, speak about their vision for this company, I had a vision of my own. There was something about the name of this company, True Love, that stirred something in my soul. It lit this fire in me. And I knew, oh my goodness, I have to figure out a way to share love. The world needs more love. There is a, there's an epidemic that I'm noticing and I don't think I'm alone. Guys, you agree with me. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but I have noticed that there is what I call a connection deficiency and it's an epidemic that is running rampant. I see so many people who are struggling with addiction and really so much of addiction is, I think, perpetrated or what's the word I'm looking for? That's not the right word, but there's so much of it that is either caused by or breeds disconnection, whether it's from feelings of shame or feelings of guilt or whatever it is, they, there's a disconnection that happens that really parallels addiction. So I thought, okay, we really need to do something about this. You know the saying, be the change you wish to see in the world. Well, that day, I just felt like it's time. So I ran home after the conference or the retreat. I talked to my husband and I said, listen, Bill, I've got to do this. And I want our family to do this together. I, you know, I homeschool my daughter. My husband's semi-retired. He's looking for something less laborious. And I'm like, we've got to do this together. When I shared with him about the company and how within the last two years, True Love Skincare, this new, this four-year new company has enjoyed a 500% uh, increase in their profits. 
has grown exponentially, has just completely taken off, has an untapped market. From a business sense, it made a lot of sense to invest in this. So my husband hopped on board and he's like, I I think you really might have stumbled across something here. The company itself is amazing. True love. If you if you are anyone who believes in energy and the laws that govern energy, when you have a product that has true love on the label, it's as if you are putting true love all over your body. <laughs> like it's amazing and you feel it. The people in this company exude love. They are the antithesis of love. They are love incarnate. So I am telling you, this is the company to join forces with because they are revolutionizing skincare, but their mission is so much deeper than that. My husband and I discussed what we were going to do, and we came up with this plan to tour the United States, each state of the United States, within the next four years. Talk about terrifying. Opening up my mouth and saying, yeah, this is what we're going to do was absolutely scary because the commitment is huge, huge. It is probably one of the biggest commitments aside from my marriage and children that I've ever personally had to make. So here we are. And we have embarked on the True Love Tour. We launched it last month in September of 2019 in the state of Ohio. You may be wondering, why Ohio of all places? (laughs) Well, stay tuned and I will share with you why we chose that state along with what we did while we were there. Ohio is where my dear friend Barbara lives. Now, Barbara and I 12 years ago met when I was just a student at the Marinello School of Beauty. I was a cosmetology student there, and she was one of the first clients that I had as a student. We hit it off right away, and little did we know that we would know each other and become an extension of each other's families over the next years of our lives. So truly, it's a special relationship. Barbara is like an older sister to me, and she took me in during one of the most difficult times of my life. I had been making poor choices. I had been in and out of relationships that were toxic. Uh, I really was struggling. Towards the end of those years together, while we were both living in Nevada, I had become pregnant and she took me in until I could figure out what I was supposed to do (laughs) because I was a very confused woman. And so Barbara was there for the birth of my daughter and she really exemplified unconditional love. She also really presented the case for Christ for me. I was mad at God. I was very angry at him and 
I really didn't want anything to do with organized religion, but I was also searching for some answers. And so I had visited different churches, different faiths, and learned about different uh, different religions. And it was in the congregation of an all-denominational Christian church that I found God. And it was actually on November 6th, 2006. So my anniversary date is coming up. It will have been seven years since I really decided to walk the walk with God and include Him more in my life. So Barbara had a profound impact upon me and upon my life. And I just felt like it would be so appropriate to start the tour with the one person in my life who really extended unconditional love during the most difficult time, who put judgment aside and really just loved me right where I was. So the tour started in Ohio and she had just celebrated her birthday the week prior. And we had so much fun catching up. It was as if no time had passed. We picked up right where we left off and were able to build many more new memories together, which I will share with you when we come right back. so many sites. We did so much in that small amount of time that I was in Ohio. I'm not going to go too much into this just because I did blog about all the places that we went to, the people in the community that we met, and everything that we saw and tasted and tried. So I will just give you an overview. When we arrived the first full day that I was there, Barbara took me to G's Lookout. It's this hill or this small mountain where this dirt road winds around the mountain, takes you to the top, and you get this 360-degree view of the entire Lucas Valley. <clears throat> so we got all the way up there. There was this really soft, nice breeze that filtered through all of the trees. So all of the leaves were just shimmering and <clears throat> swaying. And it was just almost as if these trees had secrets they were sharing with you. It was a little bit overcast that day. So we weren't really in direct sunlight. The trees, the leaves on the trees were just starting to change color because I arrived the day after fall began. And so it was very, very beautiful. From there, we drove down G's Lookout to Malabar Farms and the big house, which is where screenwriter and and author Lewis Bloomfield lived. He and his family lived there. Lewis Bloomfield grandfathered contour farming. He was a conservationist before it was popular. His home was like stepping back into a time warp of the 50s and the 60s. 
maybe even as early as the 40s. Actually, I think it was more around the 50s and 60s now that I'm thinking of it, but it was a really neat home. It was where Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall were married and honeymooned. Celebrities would come and visit Lewis Bloomfield and his family, and Lewis would put them to work. <laughs> so Shirley Temple actually milked his cows, and other, other celebrities were there that helped out as well. We hopped in the tractor. We drove around the cornfields. We saw movie sites from Shawshank Redemption. We saw where Celie Rose lives. Now, if you've never heard the story of Celie Rose, go read my blog. It's a fascinating story. It's sad, but it's fascinating nonetheless. After that, we went to uh, the German village. That was the next day. We went to the German village. We visited quite a few places. We went to... <clears throat> pardon me, the book loft, which looks like it could be a scene in a Hallmark movie. In fact, when I brought that up, rumor has it that they are planning to use that particular bookstore in a Hallmark movie. It, it does. It looks like it came right out of it. So charming, so quaint. The path that leads up to the entrance is this brick paved path that's lined with beautiful shrubbery and flowers and fountains and benches. It's just so quaint and inviting. You, Once you get there, you feel like you just want to stay. And if you're a book lover like me, you definitely want to stay. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. From there, we walked over to Helen Winnemore's, which is a handcrafted arts and crafts boutique. So they have pottery and jewelry and uh, glass-blown art, fine art, lanterns, ornaments, you name it. They have it. And it's such high quality that it's hardly believable that it, somebody handcrafted these. It's absolutely beautiful. Now, I have a, a background in art. I love fine art. So this is really up my alley. I, I could spend hours at art boutiques. <clears throat> While we were there, Christine helped us out, and I selected a ring that was a blue, a sort of an aquamarine color. Uh, it had a, I can't say this very well, Swarovski crystal, and it was just a happy ring, so I had to pick it up while I was there. From there, we went over to Schmidt's Fudge House, which is where I met Cindy, Keith, and Tanner. Tanner was making the fudge. Cindy was behind the checkout stand and loading up the shelves with candy. And then Keith was in the back and, and also making sure that we were taken care of. So while I was there, I got to try my first, it, it's called Buckeye and it's a candy that is made to look like the Buckeye nuts that fall off of Buckeye trees. Now, there is a part of the Buckeye tree. I don't know if it's the nuts or the tree itself that is poisonous. So you don't really come across these very often, but the candy tastes like a glorified peanut butter ball that's been dipped in chocolate, except that it's way, way better. The minute I popped that in my mouth, it melted. It just it melted right onto my tongue and it was just so delicious. So this fudge shop is known for their fudge, of course, and their candy. And so that was a lot of fun. We were hungry after that. So we crossed the street and we went over to the Mohawk restaurant, which used to be a pub. The architecture 
is really fantastic. There's a lot to see in there. We had a smorgasbord of different foods to eat. All of it was delicious. And then from there, we walked down to the Red Stable, which is where I met the owner, Jeff. I believe he's the owner anyway. If, if my memory serves me correctly, he was the owner. And here they had things like honey and they had jams that the Amish community made. Local artists would sell their items in his store. So there was nutcrackers and there was all types of plaques and fine art and garden planters, you name it. There was so many things to see around every turn and every corner in that shop. So again, it's just right up my alley. I had a blast. So that day was actually one of my favorites. I really, the whole day was just a lot of discovering and around every corner were gardens. The thing about the German village is that they have these cobblestone streets that are lined with trees. They have these brick paved sidewalks. There's corners tucked around every, or corners, there's gardens tucked around every corner. The roofs are those old scalloped roofs that you would see like in a postcard of a cottage. It was just so quaint and charming that I I really loved my visit there. The next day we went to, I believe we went to visit Barbara's son and his wife. We got to see where Barbara used to live. And on the way there, we stopped at the Harding Memorial. So that was neat because I don't really remember very much about President Harding or First Lady Harding. I I don't really retain history very well, all the dates and all the events. I There's only little factoids here and there that I retain and recall. <laughs> so as much as I love history, I always struggle with dates and locations and the specifics, but I love history. So that was a lot of fun. We had pizza and nachos. I had a salad and we just enjoyed each other's company and catching up. And then the next day we went to Kelton Place. Now Kelton Place is there, the Kelton family, it's a, a Victorian mansion where the Kelton family lived. They worked with the Underground Railroad in helping slaves try and attain their freedom. So that was really neat to see this Victorian mansion. I learned a lot about the Victorian area era. I had no idea how practical so much of their decorations where I thought it was just so fancy, right? But very practical, actually. So that was fun to learn about the Victorian era and neat to see where they would keep their, I should say, house the slaves, uh, hide them during the day. And then to learn about the the slaves, how they were like family members really to the Keltons. They really, the Keltons loved these, these slaves, these people that had been enslaved and lost their freedom and that they took in and tried to help to gain their freedom. So that was really touching. <clears throat> we also went to the Shrem Mounds and Camp Chase Confederate Cemetery. So apparently Ohio is a state that is rich in history I really wanted to go see the Newark Earthworks, but it was closed and I waited 
till the last day and we just couldn't fit everything in. But I was able to at least go to the Shrum Mound. They have these mounds everywhere where ancient Native Americans have been buried 2,000 years ago. And this particular mound is where the Adena culture had been buried. I got out of the car, I went to the top of this mound and didn't realize that there was a river that ran behind it because there was a fence that blocked the view. So that was a fun discovery. It is hard to put into words and to express what feeling came over me. It was just the sense of, you know, these are people, ancestors that came before that really were the pioneers that blazed the trails for us that who knows the their own personalities and, and contributions. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall and and been able to see how they lived and what they did and learn more about them. But it, it really, death is a sacred thing. It really is. Even visiting the Civil War Cemetery, it really touched my heart. I think the, the thought that struck me was this is somebody's son, father, grandfather, who was fighting for liberty. These were people that immigrated from Europe who were under the control of a king and queen, who did not have religious freedom, but they believed in the Bible. Many of them did. And in the Bible, it taught that there was a promised land. And so they went in search of this promised land because they believed that that's where they would attain their freedom. And that's really what drove them to America to begin with. <clears throat> they were seeking freedom. So it took a while to get to that point, but I certainly felt a deep appreciation for those who sacrificed their lives in the name of freedom. I am thankful and grateful for that. I enjoy my freedom today because of them. So in part because of them. So that was a really sobering, sacred experience. I have to say that the entire trip was just one that really broadened my perspective, deepened my appreciation, and strengthened my, my friendships, my relationships, and <clears throat> my sense of connection with not only Barbara, but just the community in general, meeting those who were there that worked there and waited on me or served me with such wonderful service. I felt very welcomed there. It was just a really wonderful experience. So those are the things that we did while we were there. Stay tuned. When I come back, I want to share with you some of my takeaways. So I'll be back in just a short while. I want to share with you my takeaways from this trip. I had several. I will just highlight a few of them because truthfully, I could take an entire day and share about all the things that I learned. I learned about myself. I learned that I have a very vivid imagination and I also have a 
strong sense of curiosity. I, I love history. I knew I liked history, but I think on this trip, I fell in love with history. It really ignited a desire in me to want to know as much as I can about the history of America and the history of other countries and just history in general, really. The thing that really struck a chord with me, the thing that really stood out was that life is really about our relationships. It is all about our relationship with ourself, with God, and with others, with money, with food. It's about our relationships. It is our relationships that really play a huge part in the meaning and purposes of life. Yet, it's sad because more and more, it just seems like we are treating our relationships like it's they're an inconvenience. How often do we really take the effort or make the effort to reach out to the people that we love or to reach out and connect with our neighbors or forge new friendships? How often do we really do that? We get so caught up in our day-to-day responsibilities and routines that If it's not quick or fast or convenient, we just don't make it a priority. And these days with technology, with the advancements in technology, because we can get everything we want right now, I think that we just approach life with this. It's now or never. (laughs) We wait as if the day is going to give us another minute or an extra hour, and it doesn't. The only way that we are going to connect with our loved ones, with our communities, with anyone is if we schedule it in. If you don't schedule it in, it's never going to happen. It requires commitment. I think in our minds, we come up with so many excuses. Well, I have to take so-and-so to practice or I have to, I really have to clean my house or I really just don't feel like it. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm stressed out, I, I'm depressed, I'm this, I'm that. We wear these labels, we, we use them as excuses because it's just not convenient enough. It, it's just not convenient. And so because it's not convenient enough, we treat our relationships as though they are second rate or, you know, they're not a priority. And really our relationships ought to be. In my opinion, they ought to be. So what can we do? We can schedule it in. We can, instead of telling our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones, well, you know, gosh, I'm. it's been so long since we've seen each other. We really ought to do something. Instead of saying that, go walk to the calendar and schedule it in. It takes two seconds. And let me tell you, I've noticed this week as I've made an effort myself, because I'm not strong in this area either, I am just as bad about, you know, <laughs> treating my relationships like they're inconvenient as the next person. I, but I, I did make an effort this week and I made a new friend and that experience really was a blessing for me. I realized just how much when we reach out, when we connect, it's a two-way street. It's a win-win 
it's priceless and you can't put a price on it. You can't place a value on it. It's invaluable. So I, I really learned this. I'm sad that it took me 12 years to see Barbara. 12 years. There's just no excuse for that. If I don't have you know, one hour in those 12 years to see her, then I have too much on my platter. (laughs) That's the truth. You know, if we don't have time for our loved ones, then maybe we have too much going on and maybe we need to cut some slack. We need to cut some stuff out that isn't really a priority. So that was my first lesson. The second thing that I learned is it really has to do with the law of gender. Now, if you've never heard of the law of gender, humor me for a moment and I'll share with you really quickly what it is. The law of gender manifests in all things as masculine and feminine. It governs, it governs creation. It decrees that all seeds have a gestation or incubation period before they manifest. When you choose a goal or build the image in your mind, a definite period of time must elapse before that image manifests in physical results. Be patient. All ideas move into form in the right time. Plant your own idea seeds and then be patient. Don't uproot your idea seeds with doubt. How often have we done that? I know I have. I've actually done that quite a few times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I really learned on this trip. Now that I had I am back from Ohio, I have more information, information that I didn't have before I made my plan, before I established the goal to tour all 50 states within 4 years. What I realized as well is that I need to invest more time and energy in laying the foundation of my business so that it can support me on this tour. So what that means is I had to reevaluate and readjust and my ego could barely handle it because my ego was telling me, well, Julie, this is a no brainer. You should have seen this coming. You should have thought this out more, more fully. You should have, should have, should have. And I'm like over here going, look, <laughs> there's no way I would have never known. I would have ever known because I've never done this before. And the truth is I don't like to overthink. When I overthink about things, my fear and my anxiety increase. And sometimes it's overwhelming and it makes me feel unsafe. So I tend to stay where I am. I know this about me. So the other thing that I know about me is I'm extremely intuitive. I trust my instincts because they are seldom, if ever, wrong They've always been, it's always benefited me when I've listened to my intuition or any inspiration that has come to me. So I have learned over the course of my life to really trust that and just act on it. I still feel fear. I still feel anxiety. I still have panic attacks. (laughs) But I have also learned that the less time that I use to think about it, the better. And so that means that sometimes I don't always think things through thoroughly. I miss some points and I have to come back and be willing to be flexible and make the necessary adjustments to implement the things that I've learned and the new information I've come into to make this journey successful, to ultimately get me to my destination The thing is, as we learn and grow, as we execute our plans to reach a particular goal, we may not do it perfectly. We're going to have setbacks. We're going to have obstacles. We may fail 
uh, at executing something the way we thought it should have been executed. But from that, we also learn and we have a choice at that point. Either we can apply right away the things that we're learning, or we can wait until the next time. And I look at that and go, why wait? Why not implement it right away? And let's, let's get back on track with this and let's move closer to our goals. The things that we step closer to steps closer to us in return. The things that we step away from step away from us. This is really important to understand because the more that we step towards something, the more it steps towards us, the greater the momentum. And when there's that kind of energy, it's almost infectious. It's it's almost contagious. <laughs> Things really start to take off. It's why I didn't change the timeline of my goals. Even though my destination hasn't changed, even though I haven't made any adjustment to the time frame itself, I've changed the how. That's what I changed. I realized that I may be spending more time in Utah before I start traveling on my tour. It just depends on how quickly I can lay my foundation and how thoroughly I can lay that so that it's really, really strong and can support me in my mission and purpose. Right now, it could just be me, but I know in deep down inside in my core, I don't even worry about this. I know that my family will join me at some point and it will be the right time in the most perfect way. So I look forward to that time when they can join me on this tour and when I can really have a solid foundation that supports me with my time and my funding for this trip. I will say, if you are feeling just as passionate about this movement in taking care of our skin using products that don't have toxins and synthetic junk in it, (laughs) you know, if you want to join that cause with me, let me know because you can. You can also support the True Love Tour. You can do it two ways. You can either make a donation that will go towards funding the True Love Tour, or you can also host an event. You can host a retreat where we come and we pamper your guests with foot soaks and facials, or you can have a get together at your home with a few friends or more. And not only do you earn host benefits, but you also are supporting the True Love Tour. You're supporting a cause to serve, to love, and to educate and to discover. So I'm really passionate about this. I, It's okay if it, if I don't see all the states within four years, I'm okay with that. And the reason why is because I can't imagine doing anything other than what I'm already doing. I'm so passionate about it. I love what I do. I feel like this really speaks to my missions and purposes in life, as well as some of my family members. And so if it takes a little longer, that's okay. You know what they say, you shoot for the moon. And if you don't land on the moon, you'll land amongst the stars. So even if I, you know, can't or don't do this within four years, it will still get done. It's just, but it will be done in the perfect time. It will be done in the perfect way. And I trust the process. I trust that implicitly. So the thing that I had to learn though, was to swallow my pride and to be flexible. The last part that I learned is traveling changes us. 
it broadens our perspective, it deepens our gratitude, it strengthens our relationships, it slows down time is what it really, really does. I noticed things that I normally wouldn't have noticed if I wasn't out of my element. I noticed how the leaves were different colors and lining the brick sidewalks in German village. I noticed how the leaves, the breeze would do this dance with the leaves and the trees and and the sound and the glistening shimmer that came off of those leaves was just so beautiful. It's like its own music listening to that and just taking that in and really getting grounded in that moment. And I noticed a white caterpillar on a sidewalk at Malabar Farms. I, I noticed things that I don't think I would have noticed otherwise. So traveling really changed me. I came back feeling like a different person, feeling alive. It really just made all of my senses come alive. Everything was new. Everything was exciting. Everything was teaching me something. Everything had a message and a purpose and a reason. Everything made sense. It was just an experience that I can't really put into words or put a value on. So if you aren't one that is inclined to travel, you may want to reconsider. And if you are one that is inclined to travel, I recommend you do it and do it often. (laughs) I will be doing it as often as I can with my family. So I look forward to that. But those are the things. Those were my takeaways. And I really hope that as I go continue on this journey that I can bring value to you and into your life and inspire you. And and, and most of all, I, I want you to understand that anytime we share a part of our, our journey and our, our, our lessons, our experiences, we're sharing a part of ourselves. And that is a form of love. That really is when we can be vulnerable, we, when we can just open up without fear without any kind of uh, reservation, that's a form of love. So I encourage you, you know, you don't have to travel to be on a true love, your own true love tour. I encourage you to start today right where you are. Reach out to your neighbors, reach out to people, listen and truly connect with them. Make the time, go schedule that time in. Don't wait because you don't know how long they'll be around. You don't know how long you will be around. So we need to make this time together count. I believe we're here to walk each other home. I believe that to my in my heart and in my soul. I see it. I feel it. I experience it. And each time I do, I'm enriched. My life has meaning and purpose in ways that it's so beautiful. And that when I really think about it in my more private moments, it does move me to tears. And I'm grateful for that. So just know that, you know, even if you aren't traveling, you can start your own true love tour right right where you are. Get to the root of love. Rediscover what that is all about. Love is the most powerful transformative energy that we can ever experience, the, the most powerful emotion that we can ever experience and feel. So tap into that, right? Grab hold of that. And don't wait, don't don't keep putting that off, don't keep making excuses. The world needs more love. 
We all need a return to love. That's what we need. So the other part of of this that I want to say is I look forward to sharing about this journey. I'm sure there's going to be some funny stories along the way. I'm sure there'll be stories that move me to tears. So you will get that up close and personal view of this journey as if you were on it with me. And that is my intention. That's the intention that I set for this podcast. I wanted to bring you along with me to share in this, this ex- these experiences. And uh, if there's something that I can share that I haven't shared, please let me know. I would love to do everything I can to make your listening experience a, a pleasurable, valuable one. So stay tuned. This is only the first of many episodes. I will be bringing guests on who are on their own true love journeys, who are really listening to their their own inspiration and are taking action and uh, making a difference in, in people's lives. So it's not going to be just me. You will be hearing from people that I'm meeting through this True Love Tour and connecting with and, and growing and nurturing those relationships. So I look forward to that. All right. Thank you for joining me today and make today great.